thinking, because normally when you see resurrection or Easter sermons, it's always the cross. And man, why is the room so unbalanced? It's like a thousand people here and not here. I feel like the room is leaning. And uh, so I don't know. So I went to a strange place because I want to talk about the holiness of God, right? What is, it, what is God's holiness? And then the Bible says something that I don't understand, but I'm trying to understand. He says, so be holy for I am holy. And if I look at what it means for God to be holy, we can't never be that. All right. So, so let, me, let me show you what he meant by be holy as I am holy. Now, I'm going to take you to a strange place. We're going to go to, to uh, where we're going to go, Chris, Joshua chapter 5. And let me show you how I'm going to try to piece this thing together. Joshua chapter 5. Now, let me give you the backstory. Here's Joshua standing at the, uh, he woke up one morning, and he goes out to to stand at the city of Jericho. Now, remember, uh, 40 years before this, God promised them that they would have the promised land. So here's Joshua 40 years later. Because remember, the only ones that said they can take the city was Joshua and Caleb. So, so what happened was now Joshua, they see God sent him back in the wilderness. Everybody died off. So here's old Joshua. He's older now, and he's taking the people into the promised land, and he's standing there looking at the city going, how are we going to do this? There's no way we're going to accomplish this. How, how, how am I going to take this? This city is so walled and it's so massive we don't have any, any mechanological or any kind of scientific way of taking this, this place. God said we were going to have it. I'm willing to fight, but I don't know how we're going to do it. Now, here's Joshua standing up looking, going, what are we going to do? And this is what happens. Go, Chris. And so here's Joshua's burning bush moment. Remember when Moses had a burning bush moment, right? where he met God in a, in a bush that was on fire that never was consumed. So here's Joshua. He has this burning bush moment with this mighty warrior. He sees this warrior standing there with his sword drawn out. And, and, and so Joshua does with what, because Joshua's a warrior too. He goes, he asks the man, hey, are you, are you with us or are you against us? See, that's what you will do if you see a soldier standing there with his sword out so if your sword is drawn, you're being aggressive. So Joshua goes, oh, here goes this guy. And I'm sure he was impressive. So Joshua, Joshua had a lot of heart to even challenge this guy like that. And he goes, are you with us or are you against us? Go. And his answer was, neither. You're asking the wrong question. The question is not whose side am I on. The question is, are you on my side? So I like what he said. He says, I'm not on your side or their side. I got my own side. So he, so he goes, I'm not for either one of you. What, what did he say? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. What message do you have for me? Joshua realizes who he's dealing with here, falls to the ground. This is, this is actually... Uh, God's way of, of assuring himself to man without man dying. So, see, when God really wanted to, to save his people, God actually came down 
And some kind of way he shaped himself as this mighty warrior. Because if he would have came down in the total presence of God, Joshua would be dead. So this is God's way of dwelling with us. So this is actually, this is actually a prelude to Jesus here. Because here's Jesus who has the same deity as God, but he left it. He, has to, he, has, he says, I'm not, I'm not equal with God, but we all know that God, Jesus was very much God. Everybody say amen. And so what happened was God wrapped himself up into his son and sent his son to a, a peasant girl. And this peasant girl brought him into the world being very much God and very much man. So he can be able to dwell with us without us dying. Because if the presence of God actually entered in the wrong situation down on earth, because, why? Because he's holy. He's holy. So what does it mean for God to be holy? It means that he's, he's flawless. It means that he's, 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 he's uncomparable. That's why the Bible says there's none like you so many times. You can't compare him to anything or anyone. See, see God, he's, he's holy. He, he's perfect. So when you say be holy because I'm holy, I get hit in the face. Because there's no way. I'm not going to be flawless. I'm not going to be perfect. And, and, I, and you can compare many to me. So it's like, what does it mean for God to, to be holy? See, God has wrapped himself into this soldier and he, this mighty warrior to give Joshua a message. And we all know that he, he did uh, uh, give the city to Joshua. And it's like, Joshua goes down and says, what must I do? Chris, go to the next verse. Take off your sandals because this place is holy. What is the deal with sandals? God doesn't like sandals. What did he tell Moses when he showed up, take off your sandals? Why? Because this place is holy. Now, when I ask someone, what do you think holy is? Most people go, it's morality. It's being moral. And I go, okay, so how can ground be moral? If you look at the book of Leviticus, he, he talks about holy utensils. Holy clothing, holy foods. So last, thing, last time I checked, your car can't be holy. But it can, I'm going to show you that it can, but it, it's not due to morality, though. So we always think holiness means I'm a very moral person. And I'm like, well, according to God, because God's very flawless. So when we come into the presence of God, I'm trying to go slow so you guys can get this, because this can be confusing because it almost confused me. When you get into God's presence, his, his holiness hits you in the face, and, and you become like Isaiah, and you go, I am a man of unclean lips. See, when, when, when the holiness of Jesus came into Peter, what did Peter say? Depart from me, I'm, I'm not good enough. So when we talk about being God's holiness, it's his impressiveness, it's his inability for any, nothing can compare to him. And I'm going, so what is the deal with sandals? Why don't you like sandals? And then, and then I look at the book of Leviticus, and it shows me something. The difference between the opposite of holiness in the book of Leviticus is common, meaning, means things used for common use. God says, I don't want anything that you use in your everyday life. I only want things that are set aside for me. So God doesn't have a problem with sandals. He just has a problem with sandals that you wear every day. 
if Joshua had on his special sandals that were only dedicated for the presence of God, he wouldn't have had a problem. So, so the opposite of holiness isn't immorality. It's common. Things that are common. So God says that bowl is not holy because you eat cereal in that bowl. But if you take that bowl into the temple and it's dedicated to me, it's not holy. So God would say, those, that robe that you wear every day to the marketplace isn't holy. But the robe that you present to me, that you only wear when you're in my presence, is holy. So what does it got to do with morality? I'm not saying we shouldn't be moral. I'm going to show you that in a minute. But what I'm saying is, what really what it means is that we're not common. And it also means that we're set aside or we're set apart. See, holiness to us, it it, it means we're exclusively committed to God, and it means that we're distinctly distinctively different than the world. I don't mean weird. See, I know a lot of weird Christians. And they wear weird things, and they say weird things, and you never can have a simple conversation because they're so, so, so in the cosmos. And so if you think about the first church, Book of Acts and church exploded across the Roman Empire. And Christians were coming to Christ in groves after he resurrected, based on the, the information that they had. But, but you know what it was really based on mostly? It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't they had great speakers and they had great temples and they had great music and people bought all their friends to hear a great preacher. No, that wasn't it. They were watching the people going, they are so different. I want to be a part of that. See, they have, they have all these qualities that Romans don't have. They have compassion. They, they give everything from them. They give, they, they, they're, very, they're very caring about each other. They, they have chastity. They're, they're, not, they're not going to the orgies. They had a lot of orgies back in the Roman Empire. And these, these Christians aren't doing these things. They, 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 they're so different, not weird, where they weren't attracted to them, though. See, we can be weird. I'm not talking about being weird. I'm talking about being different, set aside, being, not, being dedicated to. You are dedicated to God. That's what makes you holy. Not because you, you're like him, really, because you're never going to be like him. There's nothing. See, when you talk about the holiness of God, you're getting to the You're almost getting to the center of who God is because every time God showed up, he he has all these attributes. He has love. He has kindness. He has compassion. He has forgiveness. He he has all these attributes. But what does God say first when people run into him? I'm holy. He has a spirit that's defined by something. It's not the loving spirit. It's not the kind spirit. It's the holy spirit. So what God wants us to know is that he's holy. It's helping us get to the center of who he is. I'm so holy, so I want you to be holy because I'm holy. But here's the problem. When you start to understand the holiness of God, it makes you feel like garbage. Here's Isaiah, a man who used his lips to speak, and he was a very fluent speaker, and, and he, and he was, had a lot of input, and he had a lot of... A lot of uh, uh, he, he, he was able to, to, to convince a lot of people a lot of things. 
his, his ability to speak was his meal ticket. And what's the first thing Isaiah said? I am a man of unclean lips. When you get into the, uh, to the center of who God is and his holiness, you realize something. I, I, I got to take off my sandals because I use this for everyday use. And I can't bring God anything because he's uncomparable and you, he's unmatched and you, you, he has no rivals. I can't bring him anything that uh, isn't dedicated to him. So I have to start with me. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to do everything right. It just means that you're dedicated to him. You're holy because you're set apart. You're different. Not weird. Hallelujah, somebody. So he goes, take off your common use sandals. Because this, where you are standing right now, this ground is holy. Ground can't be moral, but it can be sanctified, set aside. It can be set to a place. The Bible says that God speaks to us from his holy mountain. How can a mountain be holy? Mountains aren't moral. There's no morality in a mountain. Well, it's not because of its moral status. It's because that's the only place where God dwells. So now that place has become holy. Holy. So how are you a holy people? Well, because remember Peter says, be a holy nation. Well, how? Because he's actually taking a piece of the Holy Spirit and put it inside of you. So now, because God's presence is in you, you're holy. Not, not, more, not from a moral standpoint and not, not saying that you be, be like me. Okay, God, you're kind of perfect and I'm kind of not. Yeah, but you could be set aside. You could be totally committed to me and distinctively different than the world. Hallelujah. So the opposite of, of holy is not immorality. It's common. So this is what happens. We get so caught up in the world, right, and, and the things that go on in the world. And, and then the world begins to push upon us, and we begin to really do a lot of worldly things. And I'm not talking about going to work and doing all those things. I'm just saying we start, that the world begins to overtake us and, 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 and so we begin to act like everyone else. We, we, we begin to respond like everyone else. The, 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 the last few years with the pandemic and all that crap and the elections and all that showed me that. Because there was a lot of Christians who responded. You couldn't even tell us apart anymore. We were, we were just like everyone else. And so my thought is, wait a minute, so we became common. We, 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 didn't, we weren't separated. We weren't, there was no difference. We, we all became common, and we would post up on Facebook, and we would get mad at politicians, and we would get mad at masks or who wore them and who didn't. And we got caught up in all that stuff, too. And, and I'm thinking, man, shouldn't America, because we got so many churches per capita. We got churches on every corner in small towns. It's amazing how many churches that you have. And it's like, so there's a lot of people that go to church. But the problem is, are we holy, though? Are we? And I'm not talking about you know, your morality. Because remember, the Pharisees were moral people, but they weren't holy. 
They were very moral. They, they, and what they were doing was they were trying to use that to get status with the people. And, and they were trying to use God, you know, hostage God saying, I'm doing all this for you, so you got to bless me. So that means that people are attracted to God, not for his holiness, but because of what he can do for them. See, a lot of people are attracted to certain attributes of God. Uh, his love, because I never felt love before, so I, maybe God will love me. Or, or, or it's this life I want. I want this blessed life, so maybe if I come to the Lord, he'll bless me, and, and I'll have the life that I always desired. And, or maybe I just want a, a relationship. See, I've tried everything else, but I want to, maybe if I serve God, he'll send me a husband or a wife or some crap. And I'm going, wait a minute, so if you do that, then that thing is the God, not God himself. See, you're, you're, see, see, you want God to give you the thing that you desire the most. You don't desire God the most. Because desiring God the most is really saying this. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm going to trust you. Whatever comes my way. I don't throw my opinions in on God much. You know how the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. I go, that's great. Let me tell you a secret. I don't know what they are. I don't know what my desires are anymore. It's so jumbled up in, the, in, in what God wants. I go, well, I think I want this, I think. Because there's a lot of things I've said I wanted that God says, you don't want that. And I go, oh, I guess I don't want that. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if, you, if we come to God for selfish reasons, then we don't really love God. We love the reason why we came. So that's not, that's not being holy. That's not being set apart for God's usage. See, see, sandals you can wear, but only the ones that you use for me. You, you can wear a robe, but it's only a robe that you use for me. You can use a pot, but it's only the pot that you have made holy. Hallelujah, somebody. So be ye holy because I'm holy. What does it mean? Well, it means for us to be Totally committed to God and different. We're not common, but we're not weird. Because the church saw these people that were so different but not weird, and they were attracted to the lives that they They weren't bringing people to the temple to have them preach that. They were watching these Christians in the streets. They was watching how these Christians treated each other, and they went, man, I want to be in on that. And they were risking their lives, especially in the Roman age back then. Because the Romans didn't really like Christians because they proclaimed that they loved the king and there was only one king and one God and it was Caesar. So you could be accused of treason. But these Christians didn't care. That's not Christianity today. Because if I got a nice building with a nice, with the best band I can buy and put the right lights in there and and, and had the right youth department, I can build a very big church. I see it all the time. And I go, okay, well, that's the church, but here's the question. Is it, is it holy, though? Ah, let me push forward. Chris, go to the next one. I don't even know what it is. Oh, Joshua 24, I think. Is that it? Let's go. Now, this is Joshua talking to his people. This is chapter 24, so this is after Jericho and all of this stuff, and what did he say? Yeah. 
He says, listen, now, are you guys ready to get rid of all your idols that your ancestors were? Are you ready to drop the religion that your grandparents were? <laughs> I know people who've been thrown out of families because they didn't want to be Catholic anymore. Families just shun them now because they don't want to be Baptist. They're not Baptist anymore. And it's like, man, he, he's Joshua saying, listen, guys, I know you guys have relatives, and I know you guys have generations of people who believe a certain way. Are you ready to throw all that away? Because let me tell you why. Because all that is God. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's God. It means that that, that is your God. Whatever belief system you believe in is really your God, not God himself. Chris, come on. <clears throat> but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day he who says, you okay, will serve. He says, okay, so here it is. Let's, let's, let's put it on the table. Just choose who you're going to serve. Yeah. See, because Joshua now is convinced because he, he gave him Jericho, which he didn't know how he was going to. And, and, and Joshua now is sitting there going, man, listen, everybody, I'm tired of this. Just choose who you're going to serve. I, I've tried to tell you. You guys have watched me. You've seen the miracles. We took the cities. But, man, we still struggle. People are, people are at home doing Easter and they're missing resurrection. Mm -hmm. he, he said, listen, you guys got to choose. Do you want what you think God is or do you really want what God is? Do, do, you, do you really want what you assume or do you want to be holy? So I need you to separate right now. I need the holy people here. And then we're going to go, oh, those people who never sin. No. Those are the people who are totally committed and set apart. I want you over here and everybody else stay, stay over there. Choose who you're going to serve. Are you going to keep worshiping idols? Chris, finish that. Whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. And I like what he says. Listen, I want my family and me. Or my family and I, tomato, tomato, whatever you think it should be, <laughs> we're going to serve the Lord, man. Amen. Can, see, can, can you make that difference? Can you, can, in those moments when you have to say who you are, can you say it? Can you be holy at that time? When everybody around you is talking crazy, do you just sit quiet? Or do you stand up and be holy? If I got a middle, I, I, got, I had a conversation with these guys, black guys, and they were, and they were just, they were going into just how you know the white people have oppressed us, and I'm standing there going, "No, your hair oppresses you. <laughs> What's with your hair? First of all." He's standing there with hair all that. He's like, white people. White people got nothing to do with your hair. <laughs> but it's like me as, as who, I, who I am. I'm very proud. I don't even know if I'm, I'm black and Indian and I'm everything. But here's the thing. Uh, that's what I'm recognized at. And I'm proud of it. And I'm standing there going, you guys are silly. Mm -hmm. There's no white person that ever held me back. I would never allow it. And, it, and it's like, as a, as a man who is a Christian first, who happens to be black, the Christian perspective is always going to win out. 
What about you? When all your uncles and your sitting around the table and they and they and they calling black people the N-word, what did you what do you do? Well, I just put on a table. I mean, I know it's Easter, you know. <laughs> what, what do you do when they begin to denounce Christ and Christians? Do you get quiet? Or do you be holy? I'm not talking about your morality. I'm not talking about starting a fight. But what I am saying, be willing to fight. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because, man, I'm different. I'm not common. Amen. I don't run with the crowd. I'm not, I'm not the same as them. I, and I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying I'm different. I'm not saying better. I'm just saying I'm not common. I haven't been set aside for common use. Be holy because I'm holy. What does that mean? God, I can't be like you, but you can be set aside for my use, though. Amen. You cannot be common. Hallelujah, somebody. So here's Joshua going, you guys got to choose, man. Who are you, you going to serve? Are you going to be everyday common or are you going to be different? You're going to be something else. Or is the world going to overtake you and you're going to become just like everybody else? So into the flesh. And this is what I mean. Anything that makes us happy or distracts us for a second, we will do. I love when the weather gets warm. People just, oh, I just want to go here. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I get it. We've been locked in the house all winter. But it's like I, people who every time a crowd is formed, they got to be in the crowd. I go, see, you, you're lacking something. You got every, oh, St. Patrick's Day. You ain't Irish. <laughs> but, oh, I'm celebrating in the, in the pub <laughs> like everybody else. Opening day, I, I'm going to be there anywhere the crowd is. See, it's, we just anything that in, just, just stim, stimulates us. And I go, that's why these churches are so big. Me and Mike on the road, we go, I speak in very large churches, man. Some, some of them have thousands of members. Some, some of them have hundreds of members. And it's like, and, I'm, and I go, okay, and I go, I, I don't think I'll ever pastor a church like that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, I mean, I wouldn't go if I thought they were wrong, but I'm, but I'm saying it's like, man, it's, they do have the system down, though. I know how to entertain people. It keeps them coming because that's the, that's the thing that stimulates us now. It's not necessarily the glory of God. It's, we've mixed in our fleshly desires in the church so much that it's cloudy now. It's so quiet. You got, I know you guys wish I had a basket up here with some chocolate bunnies. <laughs> Isaiah 57 says, Our holy God lives forever in the highest heavens. And this is what he says. Though I live higher and above in the holy place, I am here to help those who are humble and depend only on me. Amen. He said, I, I live in the holy place. The place is only set up for me. Then it becomes holy. I get, a place isn't moral. It's, it's, it's the place that I dwell, and I'm the only one who dwells there. It's a holy place, man. Take off your sandals because this ground is holy. Why? Because I'm standing on it. I don't like sandals. 
that you went to the market with, that you fought battles in. I need, I need separate sandals, man. I'm holy. I only want the stuff that's dedicated to me. How can the spoon be holy? Well, when you don't use that spoon for anything else but the purpose of God. Amen. Chris, come on, what's next? Leviticus. Let's go. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the entire assembly of Israel said, and say to them. Tell your church this. What do you say, Chris? Be holy because I, the Lord, I your God. I need to be holy because I'm holy. Yep. When God always describes himself, he says, first of all, I'm just I am. I'm kind of hard to describe. But if you want to put something on me, he says, I'm holy. Amen. I'm uncomparable. There's nothing that matches me. I have no rivals. And so what do I want? Moses tell them, don't do the same. Don't have any rivals. Hallelujah, somebody. Don't, don't, don't worship any other God other than, see, don't put anything in front of me. Some people come to God to save their family, and then God goes, well, your family's God then. Because you might lose your family with me. See, that stuff doesn't pack churches, man. They don't want to <laughs> hear that. I need to shut up. No. I got to shut up and just go, no, see, God, no, God can fix it. And I'm going, how hypocritical is that? He didn't fix mine. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not ashamed of it. Because it drove me to a place in God I probably would have never got. Common usage is what God has a problem with. Not sandals, but sandals that are used for common things. And he says, Moses, get up and tell them they need to be holy. Chris, go to verse 3. Each of you must respect your mother and father. Give your mother and father respect now. Come on. And you must observe my Sabbaths. And you got to observe the Sabbath. Go. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make metal gods for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. Because I am the Lord. See, I need tell them to be holy. Now, he didn't say, uh, tell them never curse, never drink, never. He didn't go into this list of morality. He went into, look, reverence and give respect to your parents, children. They need to mic this downstairs. <laughs> Man, I see so many unruly kids now. It's ridiculous. It make you want to slap them. <laughs> I was in the store the other day, and, this, and, the, and the girl, little girl, she was probably like seven. And the mom's like, no, I'm not getting that. She goes, mom. And I'm like, if you don't hit that kid. But, oh, I get it. We can't hit our kids anymore. Mm. Man, I remember growing up, man, people were in my generation, hey, amen me. Amen. Well, you see people get, you see kids get spanked in the store. Mm -hmm. And nobody called the police or called child protection. Right. And every parent probably cheered. There you go. There you go. Good job. You're a very good parent. Let your kid out here act a fool, man. These kids are on the wild, and, they, and we, they yell at their parents, and they're disrespectful. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not mad at the kids. Right. Society has done that. Because they want you to tell your kids that you are friends, your buddies. I've never called Julian my buddy. He ain't my buddy. I'm his father. Amen. Now, we can buddy around, but we ain't never crossed into the realm of buddy. My daughters are grown. They still call me dad. I ain't their friend. So, man, as much as my mom drives me to want to drink sometimes, <laughs> 
sometimes I, and I don't let it just get out. Sometimes <laughs> my mom makes me want to drink some rum. And I don't even drink rum. I don't even know where that came from. I never, I never had rum. But I'm like, rum would be good. I don't think whiskey would do it. Never going to disrespect my mom. Amen. Because God has, he gave us two things. He said, respect your parents. Look out for the Sabbath now, which, you know, my holy day. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. And he goes, and I am the Lord. Don't you ever have a God before me. I have no rivals. I'm unmatched. So I need you to be holy by not ever doing that. Only be for me. Be set aside for me. I don't care what the world says God is, but what do you say God is? Amen. That's what it means to be holy. Chris, come on. Where are we at? I got 12 minutes. John. Let's go. Now we got to talk about Jesus because it's his day, right? Come on. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world. So here's Jesus praying. He's saying, Father, don't take these people out of the world. And you know what I'm realizing? He's probably praying that because it's like, man, some of us believe it's better if we weren't in this world. Sometimes I just want Jesus to come back. Amen. Just, man, now. Come back right now. Especially before they take this tax money out of my account. <laughs> just, just come on back. Jesus, come back. I mean, it's just, see, here, 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 Jesus is going, Father, don't take them out of the world. They, see, because they've come to love you so much, they would rather be with you. Some of them are going to pray to be with you. What's down here that you want more than Jesus? Oh, I know. You want to see your kids grow up. You want to buy your new car. You want to fi finally get your new house. Seriously? I don't care about none of that. You want to see your daughter get married. I got one married. I got one. <laughs> She'll get there. She'll get there. <laughs> Courtney, you got Courtney prayer. So you really do. If, if, if a guy like Courtney, oh, Courtney just, she put him through the rinker, dude. I'm like, and I'm like glad because she ain't going to settle. Everybody say Amen. 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 <laughs> but Courtney be like, uh, he coughed, didn't cover his mouth. We're done. <laughs> okay, okay. Look here. All right, uh, Kimberly. So oh, okay. <laughs> Standards are really high, and I'm okay with that. But I'm like, she's never gonna leave. But anyway, <laughs> he said, "Man, don't take them out of the world." He says, "But keep them safe from while they're in it, though, because." There's so many perils of being down here. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Christians were getting killed back then. I can think, man, if this was the Roman times and Christianity today, where Christianity might cause your life, you'll see a big drop in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Every church will look like ours. Mm -hmm. All those mega churches will go away. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. Uh, and most big churches have dropped anyway because of COVID. People sat at home and just never came back. Right. If this was the Roman time where Christianity might cause your life, it might cost you your life, uh, nah, I ain't, ain't going to be no Christian. Everybody say amen. Amen. To not Christianity is, well, I go there, I go to the biggest church I can find, and, and I, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, okay, that's great, but are you holy, though? Are you? Are you the holy one? Are you, no, you mean trying to tell me that I'm, are you asking me am I moral? No, I'm asking you, are you set apart? Amen. Amen. Are you common or not? Are you every day or are you different? 
It's got nothing to do with your morality. I'm not saying I'm more moral than you. Some of you are more moral than me, the way I think. But it's like, man, but, what, but are you set apart, though? Are you, or are you common usage? What did Jesus say? Chris, come on. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. He says, because they're not of this world. They're different. Mm-hmm. See, and, and that means that the world might not like them. All right, come on. Sanctify them by the truth. What does sanctification mean? It means to be set apart. Sanctify, sanctify them now by the knowledge that they have. That's why I try to, I never come out the Bible. Because if you're depending on my knowledge, good luck. It might fail you. But if we can read the Bible and I can get you to see this, then you, you, you need, if you got to argue, just argue with whoever wrote that. Don't argue with me. And, and, and so here's Jesus saying, listen, guys, the, um, they don't belong to this world. The word you put in them gives them truth. So let the truth that they have make them completely yours. Make that truth that they have, the truth that you've given them, they're not common anymore. They, they belong to you now. They've been set apart. They, they, they're totally for your usage. They're holy. Come on. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. He says, listen, you sent me in the world to do what? To guide people to you, to show the love of the Father and to redeem man back to you and bring your kingdom. That's why he sent Jesus. And he goes, now I'm getting ready to send them. See, Christianity is about being sent. It's about the usage of God. Can God use you at any moment. Can God look into an office and go, oh, well, I got uh, Jen in there. Jen's mine. I'm going to use her. I just picked on Jen because she just went to the bathroom. <laughs> See, can he, can he look in a situation and go, wait a minute, uh, uh, I got, oh, I got these men working on this house. I need a Christian. I need someone who believes in me. Uh, Tim, I got Tim in there. See, because you want God just to use guys like me. And I'm like, man, we get tired of being used. What about you? Amen. When I go into anyone's house, I never pray. That's your house. You pray. Does everybody go, oh, you want to pray? No. <laughs> I don't want to pray. Huh? Can he look into a situation? Can, can a group of people have an issue and then he go, wait a minute, I, I, got, I, got, I got one of mine in there who's set aside, who's, who's totally for my usage, who's devoted to me. They're holy people. I got a holy person in there. Okay. He said, I'm sending them into the world like you sent me. Okay, well, Jesus, you did a lot. Yeah, and I want you to do a lot. He told the disciples, you're going to do more than me. More than Jesus? Yeah, you're going to affect more people. Disciples change the world. Mm-hmm. Chris, almost done. Come on. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me and through then, their so message. For you who saying, well, that's great. He was saying the disciples, eh, Jesus is ahead of you. He's saying, I'm praying for everybody who believes in me. Amen. For the people who aren't even born yet. 
I'm praying for them also that they will be holy. Amen. They will be set aside. They will not be common. That, that, that they will, in, your, in, in their hearts, there will be no rival to you. Even when they fall, even when they make mistakes, even, even when they, they, they do things wrong sometimes, they, still in their heart, there's none like you, none like you. That's, that's, that's being holy. Be holy, man. What does that mean? God, I can't be like you. I know. But you can totally be for me. You can totally be different than everything else I see down there. Jesus says, I've given myself completely. I, I've given everything to you. I've, I've given myself. I, there is no me. Jesus said, I only do what the Father does. I only say what the Father says. Why did Jesus say that? Because Jesus had an opinion. But he always kept it when he came to the things of God. Almost done. Come on, Chris. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and said, I am so in you. My prayer. I pray that everybody can be one, man, because you know division just eats people alive, and yeah. division is, is, is eating the church alive. That's another reason why people don't want to go to church, because we're so separated and we can't stand each other. Why would I want to be a part of that? People look at the church and go, I don't want nothing to do with that. When back in the day, they went, I want every, what are they doing? I want to be like them. Now they go, I don't want to be like them. They're hypocritical. They're judgmental. They're weird. They think because they wear a dress to the ground that they're holy. You know, tell them what you got on up under there, though. They think because they don't listen to a certain kind of music, they're holy. Mm -hmm. They think because, listen, I don't drink alcohol, but it's like they think that if you have an occasional drink, you're not holy. I mean, hmm. we grew up in a Pentecostal church, huh? and man, we couldn't do anything. Any, we couldn't do anything. You can go to the movies, but you can watch one at home. I can watch the same movie at home, but I can't go to the theater. What kind of so you know what it did? It just gave us condemnation because we did it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not what being holy is about. Being totally committed to God. And when God doesn't like things in you, he will change them. And then the word will help you change things. Because some things we do need to do or we don't need to do. Everybody say amen. amen. See, because if, if we don't, we're not going to be different. So I'm not saying doing everything, to do everything the world wants you to do. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about that. I'm not saying that. There's some things we need to be different, guys. We got to be different than everybody else. Why? Because you're holy. You're set apart. You're not common. Amen. You're not for common usage. You're for the uses of God. So therefore, be holy because he's holy. Chris finishes, I'm done. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. He says, so listen, I want them all to be one with each other first because they got issues. They don't like each other. 
And, and just as me and you are one, me and you are so tight. And I also want them to be one with us. Then the people will see that there's something about them and they will come to us. I'm sending them into the world and I want them to be one and I want the people to see as me, as we're one with them, our presence upon them and they have something that the other people don't have, that they'll be holy. And the others will want to be holy based on what they see. Not, not church didn't grow because everybody went, oh, we got a great program going on today. I want uh, all my neighbors, I want you to come to the church. We got this great thing that they're doing. Oh, they're going to have baskets for the kids and they're doing egg hunts and all those things. And I'm not saying that it's, I don't think it's something totally wrong. I don't totally like it. I'm not saying it's totally wrong. But it's like, no, the church back then grew because they were like, man, I've been watching you for a while. You're so different. I want to be like you. You don't worry like everybody else. You don't respond like everybody. You're not mean like everybody else. You're not. You don't talk about everybody behind their backs like everybody else. You're kind of holy, man. And we, and we just go, well, we're just doing what my father said to do. That's, that's all I'm trying to do here. I'm just trying to be holy here. And every time I get mad at somebody, I go, oh, I'm just trying to be holy here. Holiness has somewhat to do with your conduct and how you are. Don't get me wrong. But holiness, if you look at the main characteristic of being holy, It means to be totally dedicated to God and set apart for his purpose and his plan for your life. So be holy. Let me take the pressure off you because some of you, I thought holy meant I, I could never tell anybody off. I'm like, well, don't tell people <laughs> off. But sometimes you need to, but do it Holy. Some of you think, man, you don't, you don't understand, Kenny. You don't know what I, I made a mistake the other day. And I'm going, okay, but you can still be holy. And the reason why you feel bad is because you're holy. Whenever you sin and you feel bad, be thankful. Amen. It's when you sin and you don't feel bad. It's when you're in trouble. Whenever you stay away from church too long and you don't feel bad, be careful. Stay holy. Come on up. Got to get them to brunch. I don't understand brunch. So you mean to tell me I can get eggs and fried chicken? I got a hallelujah over there. I, I mean, I, I can get hash browns and a uh, turkey and dressing. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, don't, I don't get brunch. 